Hi everyone, thanks for joining. My name is Richard Williams and I've been working as a senior risk recruiter for the last 12 years across the London and UK markets. Over the coming months, I'm going to be speaking to risk professionals from across different sectors, getting an idea of the risk landscape, how it looks in the modern day, how it looked 10 years ago and what we think it might look like in the next 10 years moving forward. I'll be speaking to senior risk professionals who can offer advice to people that are thinking about risk management as a career. And I'll be speaking to CROs about their journey and how they got there and ultimately sharing thought processes on what makes a good risk manager these days. So if there's anything you'd like to hear about, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Hope you enjoy the series and I'd love to hear your feedback. Welcome to the first of the series in risk management. So we're going to be speaking to people across the risk market just to give advice, tips that we could offer out to junior people entering the risk market and senior people looking to develop their career. Joined today, Ian Felstead. Welcome uh, to the podcast, Ian. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's good to have a chance to actually share some of my views to the wider marketplace. Yeah, excellent. So a couple of topics that we want to cover just in terms of your career, what's kind of got you to where you are today and perhaps kind of looking over the last, you know, 10 to 15 years, what you know now that you would have done differently. So do you want to just give me a kind of a brief rundown on maybe your last five to 10 years of your career and where you are now? Okay, well, actually, if we turn it back a little bit, I spent the best part of the last 25 years in financial services and the last 18 within the world of risk management. And that's given me the opportunity to work across various asset managers in group head office roles, insurance, private banking and wealth management, and a fintech digital bank. So I've seen various aspects of the industry and how it's changed over that time. About a year ago, I took the opportunity to actually set up as my own consultancy firm and now providing risk management guidance and support to various organisations. Yeah, great. That's good. So it's quite, um, what do you touch on fintechs? I guess when you first went to the risk market, the fintech market probably didn't exist. Exactly. In there, so it's good to see how that's evolved. How have you found the risk space has developed since like entering the career to now? Like, do you feel like there's more options available? I think it's a broader discipline now. I think it's a lot more interesting. And also, I think lots more doors are open. Risk management has gone up the corporate agenda. That's been helped by a few industry blow-ups, but also by regulatory focus. And senior executives now would be more accountable, recognising it's actually something that helps them do their job more effectively and can actually shape and contribute to the strategy of the organisation. Yeah, good. Was the fintech market something that you ever like, made a strategic move to? Well, not at all. And it was an eye-opener. There's a certain different dynamism within that different levels of risk maturity, different areas of focus and priority, and different ways of doing things, and certain legacy practices which weren't there. So in some ways, it was quite liberating to be in that space. Mm. Yeah, yeah, because I certainly get a lot of people, I guess, even from graduate level to people that have maybe worked in bigger banks who have now got an appetite to work in fintechs. And challenge banks, I think there's a lot more people from a technology background looking to get into risk and seeing kind of the fintech market is a good route. Obviously, there is quite a high risk, high reward yeah. element to it and make sure you choose the right business. What tips do you think you could give somebody who's maybe looking at that market 
in terms of managing that risk and making sure they get the right business and maybe kind of enhance their career? I think being on top of the technology, understanding the technology, how it fits and how the company is actually looking to make money. The commerciality, understanding the commerciality so you can challenge and probe at the right places. Yeah, that makes sense. Are there any, um, not just factors focused on the fintech market, but I guess across risk as a whole, are there any like key behaviours that you think are absolutely kind of inherent to somebody being a successful risk manager and working their way up to kind of the second level roles? Having the curiosity, the inherent curiosity to ask questions and then to understand how the different parts of the business and the underlying processes fit together will put you in good stead. Because then you can identify the areas of weakness, ask the right questions at the right time to the right people. And it gives you a certain credibility when you're actually trying to build and develop your reputation in an organisation. Yeah, because I think something I've seen, like a big trend across the market over the last few years is people that have come from, I think especially when you look at chief risk officers, everyone always used to come from kind of a capital management, credit risk type background. And what we've probably seen over the last 35 years, I would say that that's shifted. So we see a lot more people from an operational risk, enterprise risk, maybe people that have touched on resilience. And what used to be seen as some of the softer risk types have now become regulatory I guess kind of yeah have come under much more scrutiny I guess and it's kind of accelerated people's careers maybe who didn't previously have that on the table um yeah I completely agree with that yeah do you feel like that has opened doors for people that have maybe not come from that kind of actuarial background like even from an academic perspective yeah I think I think it has because there's also a recognition that there's operational risks in every facet of the organisation. Mm. Every team will have operational risks, and that includes the credit and market risk terms. So being fully conversant in the operational risk part allows you to see older aspect of the business. I guess this kind of comes into people's behaviours, but do you feel like any, say, deficiencies, but... Everyone's got their own strengths and weaknesses, right? And I guess a CRO, you know, can look at identifying their strengths and weaknesses and then just surround themselves with experts in their weaknesses. And do you feel that there are any traits that are probably non-negotiables? Nowadays, in communication skills mm-hmm. and being able to sell the idea, sell the principles and influence. And mm-hmm. sometimes you're able to influence without authority. And that, that's critical. You can be technically incredibly strong, if you can't actually convince and compel other people to undertake certain things or to think in a different way or make changes or be open to challenge, it's going to be more difficult for you. Yeah, that makes sense. And do you think, like you said, that there's a lot more options on the table now? Do you feel like if you were starting your career now, do you think your career could have taken a different path? In some ways, it's possibly more challenging now because there's more people realising it's a viable career path. So, yeah. so it's more competitive. You're seeing universities and business schools running more risk management courses. Mm. So then it's a case of how do you differentiate yourself? And you could have a whole bunch of people being really technically strong. It's then about how do you complement that skill set with commerciality, 
understanding of the business and how it works, understanding of the industry, but also then soft skills. And then together, that makes any candidate a much more viable proposition. Mm. Yeah, I think that's probably been quite true. I think, you know, even when I was at school, certainly when people asked, what do you want to do as a career? Risk management was never even something that people were aware of. Um, you're right, but I think because of maybe because of the evolving market, maybe because it's more publicised that you know, we see a lot more kind of academics taking the risk management approach. So it certainly builds things up. I remember that 18 years ago when I made a decision to jump the fence from the front office to go and work in risk operational risk, friends or colleagues in the industry, really? Well, why would you? Why would you do that? And now I think that everyone recognises it's central to success and the good running of most organisations. Yeah, absolutely. So I speak to a lot of companies out there who always look for strong risk managers who perhaps come from, you know, have a strong appreciation for the business. And we do see a lot of people maybe move from the business and now move into that second line function. Quite rarely see the other way around. I guess maybe that's a slightly harder transition to make yeah. once you've built that career. What kind of commercial advantages do you think it has for someone to understand the business from that sense? I think it's critical. It's the age credibility and you can understand what it means. What you're trying to achieve, what it means and the practicalities of that for the business. So I strongly encourage anyone, if they get the opportunity to do a common, make an actual move, could be a maternity or paternity leave cover. Take those opportunities. Get into the business. Absorb. Be aware how risk management is landing. And if if the risk management functions try to do risk management to the business, then, okay, you've seen both sides of that. Mm. If you've spent some time in the business, then move, of course, into risk management. It gives you that inside just to see both the sides of it. So then when you're speaking to senior management, you have an empathy with what they're trying to achieve. You're not trying to stop them achieving things. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And I guess kind of mirroring that, so people that move into the business, move into risk. So I see a lot of people who perhaps you know, fall into what risk category, so maybe operational risk. And what they then t- seem to do is feel like they have to specialise in operational risk. And perhaps the longer they stay in that field, the harder it is to diversify their skill set. You've kind of touched on it there in terms of touching on different areas, doing secondments and things like that. But if you were to go back now, do you feel it's good to specialise in one particular area of risk once you've made that move? Or actually, do you think there is a big advantage to doing operational risk, enterprise risk, maybe touching on credit risks and the financial elements? It depends on the, the breadth and the depth and maybe the individual's attention to detail and work, how, how detail-focused they are. Because operational risk is incredibly broad. You could specialise within there in information security, third-party risk management. Nowadays, we're all, everyone's talking about AI, ESG. You could develop your niche within those as well. So it, there is a diversity there, and I think it's that makes it interesting, makes it exciting, and... It gives some, sometimes in smaller organisations, you can pick up different component parts of this. If you're in a smaller organisation and you're doing enterprise risk or operational risk, they may say, well, we need to do more ESG. 
Okay, there's the opportunity. Take it. Absorb it into the processes you've already got as opposed to creating a separate silo. As long as you're open to learning and continuing to learn, and I think all risk managers need to continue to learn because we're in fast-paced, ever-changing industries, then I think it gives you a chance to navigate your own path and you can actually make it aligned with your values and your areas of interest. Yeah, uh, that's good. Yeah, you touched on a couple of like real key emerging risks, I guess, there in terms of like ESG, climate change, the introduction of like AI. Yeah, technologies to businesses is obviously going to become part of risk management, Yeah, I guess, to, to a degree. So it's really interesting to see. And I guess those different types of personalities will come from very diverse backgrounds in terms of our academic background, mm-hmm. you know, whether that be tech, climate change, or risk management itself. And I think that also brings on to another point about the key is to then build your networks in the organisation because you're not going to be able to be an expert on everything. If you've got a good network and a good understanding across the breadth of the business, you will have your go-to people that you can go to and find out more. Mm. People that if you need something done, or you need some specialist insight, you can call upon them. And that I think that's one of those soft skills that probably underrated, probably doesn't even get put on the job specs, but they're very important in the useful talking or talking, so to speak. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think, you know, when we take job briefings, speak to CROs about opportunities, like as much as the skill set is really important to get right, yeah, the softer skills are critical. Meeting Things like the company values is really important, but equally just that communication style, the way that people go about being slightly, maybe slightly more kind of innovative with their way of thinking, which again, you can't put across on a job spec. So no, that's really good, really good points. Obviously, you've made a good career for, for risk management, but what, what do you think makes risk a good career move? The fact you get to speak to every department in the organisation, at all levels in the organisation. I think it's, it makes it interesting, it makes it ever-changing. And if you're in an industry that's continuing to change, and we're very fortunate to be in financial services, which prides itself on its ongoing innovation and change, it makes it, there's always an opportunity to learn. No two days are the same. And you are now, you get to the position where doors are open and you can be having conversations with all of the senior stakeholders, even external stakeholders, there's a lot of variety there. I really, I'm very biased, but I wouldn't recommend risk management as a career. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think that's good. It's really good to hear. And I guess just kind of a final question. I'm always interested to find out what people's different, I guess, ideas are. And I think, you know, I'll get a lot of similar answers when I ask it. But over the next, you know, three to five years, what we know at the moment what top three risks do you think are going to emerge across financial services? I do think ESG and sustainability is going to offer a lot of opportunities, but a lot of risks if it's not done well. I think companies are going to have to think how they incorporate this into the risk frameworks and their way of doing business and their reason for existence and their product design. So that greenwashing will be a concern. I think AI... How are we going to use this and how do we do it in a robust and coherent way? I think that's one. The ethics and governance around the use of AI will be central. 
And then for the third, I think we've got to be ever vigilant about change the regulatory environment, how that changes, how we make it away is in what we do, adherence and compliance with that, as opposed to something to stop. We've got to make sure we engage extensively with the regulators, be on the front foot with the discussion, design the products appropriately so that we can actually continue to innovate and do business and give the customers the products and outcomes that they want. Yeah. So definitely kind of looking at risk as more of like a business enablement tool as opposed to a kind of old school approach. Uh, yeah. Totally. You know, police officers. Yeah. Now, which has been used to always be like the police or just stopping things. Now it's a base of your part-time coach, mentor, financial advisor, mm. and you're all of those. Sometimes it's almost like a priest in a confessional when things go wrong. Yeah. Then you're, you're investigating when other incidents have occurred. It's all of those facets. And it's what makes it interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, no, that's great. Well, look, thanks ever so much, Ian. It's really useful tools. Yeah, there's a lot to take away from that. I think we could speak about it all day. But look, really appreciate your time today. Thanks ever so much. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Cheers. Thanks for listening in, everyone. Hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. We'll be exploring more topics as we go on around risk management. So always keen to hear your feedback. Love to hear what you're keen to hear about on the market. If anyone needs any advice around breaking into the risk market or tips around market intelligence, always feel free to lean on us. We'd love to help. I've been Rich Williams. Thanks very much. Bye-bye.